Welcome to the United Cast, this Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and today we're talking about the dramatic 2-1 win at home in the Premier League against Fulham. Wow, uh, what a game of football, what a game of football indeed. Um, you can call it snatch and grab, you can call it whatever you want, but you can call it determination from one Alejandro Ganacho. Uh, massive congratulations to him for getting the winning goal. Uh, not picked, I believe, in the Argentina squad. At least I didn't see his name in the Argentina squad during the week. Um, it was looking grim for a little bit. It was looking grim for a little bit in this game. Um, I uh, it, it, This is one of them games where football is truly a game of moments. Um, we took the moment, well not even we as a team... Garnacho spotted Eriksen and took his moment with full determination um, and got that ball to roll across the line. That's, you know, Fulham were very good today. They were really quite good. I was I was surprised. I think, I think Man United were surprised at how good Fulham were. Um, I, I don't think that we looked at this game necessarily as sort of, oh, it's going to be a, you know, a steamroller. We're just going to roll them over and then that's going to be it. But um, this is one of them games in football where the the underdog team, you know, you look at Fulham, you look at Manchester United and you think, oh, you know, we'll just, we'll take the points here. But uh, no, Fulham taking the initiative and really taking the game to us at certain points. Um this is a very interesting game to analyse because um, two very, very good goals, which I really enjoyed watching. But I don't know that we were up for this today. Um, last sort of, let's say from about 60 minutes onwards, we were terrible. We were really, really terrible. I was genuinely confused. And very annoyed at not just one or two individuals of of their decision making and what was going on, but that there was a lot of opportunities, a lot of points in the last, let's say, thirty minutes or so of this game. Well, I, I couldn't believe some of the decisions that our players were making. I couldn't believe the quality of uh, passes. Passing and shooting that was going on, I was genuinely just like, um, I I, I thought th- I I know I shouldn't think this, but I I was looking at this game, trying to look at it from a realistic standpoint, and thinking, Fulham could just take one of these chances. They really could because we were so wasteful today. I thought, um, look, I tweeted about Martial at halftime. You know, said he was really really good, and there's definitely something there. There still is something there. Um, him and Rashford today, I thought, I thought were very, very good in possession, build-up play, but were very wasteful, I thought, and I almost wonder if the players got a bit too comfortable at a certain point in this game, and kept thinking, we can get another chance, we can create another chance, this will be easy, we can keep going and keep doing it. And, you know, if if you miss one or two chances in the game, but you keep going and you keep pushing on, that's good. But I almost felt like we we were just very wasteful today in this game. And um, there, there are two bits of running in this game, which if those two players didn't run at the points that they would have done, we would have lost this game. 
The first of which is Eriksson's run for his goal, and the second is Ganacho's run for his goal. If those two players, or one or both of them, don't run for that ball, we either draw or we lose this game. Um, it was so fascinating to watch the two goals, and I'll, I'll get into the summary here in a minute and, and break them down, because they are very interesting goals to break down, especially the first one. Um, and I, I want to go back to a point which I made with the previous podcast, where we didn't play Ronaldo and we played Martial. I think this game, for me, solidifies what I was saying, and it's just my opinion, I'm not, I'm not trying to treat this as fact. And I, I never thought I'd quite say something like this, but in terms of how this team is operating, we are playing better football without Ronaldo. That's not to say Ronaldo's terrible, you know. Um, you can take any world-class player in the world. It doesn't mean that they're going to work in every single team. Um, the reason I'm bringing that up is because of Martial's contribution today. And although him and Rashford were very wasteful... The football was a lot better. Because it was quicker. That being said. Although our attacking play in the final third was quicker. And there was a, there was a bit more passer movement going on. In defence and in midfield. There were very obvious points to me in this game. Where we weren't moving the ball quick enough. And it does really kind of frustrate me to see. Fulham end their attack. We win the ball back. You got. You got to get going. You got to get going. You, you got to. You got to click and you got to move. And there, there was that one particular point, and I don't. I don't mean to point this out, but it's sort of come to mind. Where like Lindelof had the ball, and he's looking left, he's looking right, he's looking forward, as if okay, who, who's my passing option? Casemiro was in space for, for him to pass to, and he, and he didn't take that opportunity. I think there might be something going on with this team. Because I mentioned this with Donny van der Beek as well. When he didn't play today of course. But in his two games that he played. Because it was interesting It was interesting to see the same thing happen. But without Donny. And one thing that I'd mentioned when Donny's been playing those two games recently. Is he's making runs off the ball that this team isn't noticing. And I hadn't noticed this until today's game. Maybe it's because Donny actually played two games in a row. And then didn't play in this game. So I was curious to see how this would work. There's a couple of times in this team. And again you know. Ten Hag's done a good, a very good job so far. But there, there is obviously still things to sort out. He's not, he's not even been here six months yet. Or a year. Where players will. It, it's, hard to, it's hard to tell sometimes. If a, if a player spots a thing. That, if a player spots something. That you've spotted. Because you don't know exactly what they're looking at. Or exactly what they've noticed. And their view on the pitch is different to ours. right? We're watching from the camera view in the stadium. And they are watching at ground level. At pitch level. But th th there's certain points. And this applies to the whole team. This isn't just like individuals. And I pointed out the Lindelof situation. Because that was the one I remembered. Where players are making runs off the ball or there's a player in space within an amount of space that is available to be passed to and a player will like turn the other direction and pass the other way. If I was Ten Hag, I, I, I think that's something that needs to be looked at because it is happening. 
Um, nobody was quite making the darting runs that Van Der Beek was making, that has been making. But there were off-the-ball runs and players within space where I thought, oh, you could probably pass him. Oh, you know, you're not going to. You're going to turn the other direction and pass the other way. I've seen certain fans on Twitter notice this as well, particularly in this week. Um, and for, from examples they were mentioning, uh, well, ones that I wasn't noticing, if there's any player politics going on in the, in this club... Which is possible. Which is completely possible. Um, but what I'm basically saying. Because Donny wasn't there. And obviously we had. What was it? Ericsson, Bruno, Casemiro. If the same thing was happening. that Because maybe I just hadn't noticed it before. Um, if the same thing was happening. Just with someone there who isn't Donny. And it is happening. So that's something that needs to be looked at as well. Overall. Great that we got the result. Uh, you know, p- performance today was was shaky, was something to be concerned about. But ultimately, end of the day, I I think Fulham were the better team. I I, I really do. Um, but we came away with the win in the end, and that is, you know, as I say about football, you do only need to win every game by one goal, because even though there's such thing as goal difference, if you win every single game that you play by one goal, you will win everything. This, this, this just how, that's just factual, that's just how that works. Um, and whether it was going to be 3-2, 1-0, or 2-1 like it was, we won the game by one goal, and that is ultimately... Of course, our goal difference only goes up by one, but we come away the three points, and they don't. Um, so, was it a snatch and grab? I, I wouldn't really call it a snatch and grab, I would just call it a, mo- a moment of brilliance from Ganacho, because if he doesn't make that run at the end, we don't win this game. But then if Eriksen doesn't make a run for his goal, he doesn't score that goal. Speaking of the goals, let's get into them and talk about them. Um, Yeah, first goal with Eriksen. I loved this goal. These are the types of goals I want to see this team score. Um, Now, there's a fine line and there's a difference between quick forward playing sort of football and counter-attacking football. I don't know that I would call this a counter-attacking goal, but it is a quick movement, pass-and-move goal. This is how I want to see Man United score more often. I've mentioned a dozen times, you know, I've seen clips and parts of how Ten Hag's Ajax team played. It's still faster than what this is, but it it, it it is similar to this. Um... But the the pass and move element, like simply put, if Christian Eriksen doesn't do his pass and move, this goal doesn't happen. It it doesn't happen. Um, because he part, I think he what was it? He passed to Martial. I'm trying to remember the goal because it has it has been a couple of hours since the game. I've done a gaming talk podcast since. He passed it to Martial. Martial held the ball up. I think it was the then pass to Rashford. Rashford then passed to um, Eriksen, and then he uh, he kicked the ball in. Obviously, it went in the goal. Very no, he kicked it to Bruno. Bruno kicked it across, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was it was Eriksen to Mar- Martial held the ball up at a certain point. I swear he then passed it to Rashford, who then passed it to Bruno, who then passed it across. It looked like kind of a half shot, half cross, didn't it? Um, one of those sort of like I'm just gonna kick it across the face of goal and see what happens, which is a good, which is a good idea. Gets a little bit of deflection, but um, Christian Eriksen getting his first goal for Manchester United. Congratulations to him. 
well taken goal. Uh, he could have possibly scored about five ten minutes after this as well. But really good goal. But um, again, this is sort of like there's good communication in this game. In this goal, Marshall uses one of his qualities, holding up the ball because he just holds it quick enough for Eriksson to be able to make that run, put the next couple of passes together. Bruno's then got a difficult job of like because Bruno's got a decision to make in that point. Do I then shoot? And go for goal, which you could argue that he did, um, or maybe that he didn't. Goes for a kick across the goal, and Eriksson is in the right place. But if Eriksson isn't there, if he doesn't make that run, Bruno probably would then. So let's say the same. Let's say the same thing happened, but Eriksson didn't make the run, and the ball ended up with Bruno. He would either end up shooting, possibly get it blocked. Or would end up passing it backwards somewhere, which would end up in a completely different result. So, credit's got to go. I mean, credit to a lot of players here. Credit to you know Rashford. Credit to Ericsson. Uh, credit to Marshall for holding up the ball. You know, he could have sprinted. He could have passed a bit too early. But I think the most credit here has to go to Ericsson uh, making that pass and move because that that's what makes this goal happen. So uh, brilliant goal. I, I I loved seeing this goal. It was really really good. Um, that was it for the first half. I thought in the first half we were actually pretty good. We were showing a lot of promise. And I think things really broke down in the second half. Um, there were certain just head, these little dinky headers we were doing and crosses where I was like, what are what are you do-? You know when you see a player do something, like a type of shot, or a player does a little dinky header and the goalkeeper just catches it, or a player whips the ball across the face of goal and it's clearly too high for everybody. You know you know when a player takes an action like that and you look at them and you think why did you do that? What was that? What was what were you trying to do? There was a lot of that going on in the second half and I really did, it really annoyed me, especially when you're at 1-1 and Fulham are clearly getting back into the game and, and doing really well. And we were just wasting so many chances. It was really frustrating. And then a substitution was made. Um, so this was uh, 55 minutes. Um, clearly Ten Hag noticed something early-ish. Because we, we've tended to make subs at like 60, 80 and 90 minutes. Or sort of 70 minutes around that point. 55 minutes. Alanga off for McTominay. Um, I thought Alanga was getting a lot of the ball. He wasn't doing a lot with it though, which was which was disappointing. Um, I agree with taking him off. Um, again, I think with Alanga, I've, I mentioned this a while ago. It sort of sprung to mind again. Is Alanga better on the left or on the right? I still don't know if we know that or not. Um, but he got a lot of the ball, and it was okay. But he started to just make some bad, bad to do some bad decision making. I think he's got a decent bit of ability about him, and a good bit of work rate. Yet to help, um, I was gonna say Martial, no, Malasia, on the right side. Um, but his decision making was just was just not there today. I thought, um, yeah. So I I agree with taking him off. Wouldn't necessarily have brought McTominay on, but I thought McTominay he he did okay. He he missed a couple of chances which I thought he should have taken. Um, but that was our substitution. Then something very interesting happened in this game. Daniel James. Do you remember him? I remember him. I still remember Daniel James, of course. Daniel James subbed on and scored two minutes later. (laughs) 59 minutes, Daniel James subbed on. 61 minutes, he scored a goal. I I, want to talk about Dan James for a couple of minutes. 
I, st- I still don't think we should have sold him. I think what happened with Daniel James... There's, there's a couple of elements as to why he was sold. And if you, in your opinion, look at Dan James and think, I don't think he was good enough, he should have been sold, you're perfectly entitled to that opinion. But I'm more than welcome to disagree with you, because I do disagree with you. What I think happened with Dan James is we signed him, started off very fresh bright and obviously a bit younger you know that, that that sort of young bright spark in the team a bit like Gonacho is at the moment and we started him and he scored in his debut and he was playing really well for a couple of months played for three seasons oh, up and down a bit with his form sure had some good contributions to the team hard-working player fast player and he was just on that point I felt where there were, there were, there were, there's an there's an ability there. There was something about him. I think Solskjaer let him down. Um, I looked at Dan James and thought, okay, there's something about you. All you need to do is sort out your decision making. If he'd have had an actual coach, like if I just, I would, I would love to see what Tenard could do with Dan James. You know what I mean? Like Ragnit wasn't really like a coach, coach. Because um, the difference between a manager and a coach, right? I don't think Ollie ever really sort of properly got him coached. Whether it was him himself or his coaching staff, obviously we knew that, like the incompetence of what we had at the time. Um, and he did very, very well for what he did at Man United, Dan James. Um, sometimes played out of position. He, he can do a job on the right, but he's more suited to the left. And I remember we then went on and signed Ronaldo and Sancho. And I remember the comments at the time were, okay, he can't play in this team now because there's no room. Even though if you take Dan James, Ronaldo and Sancho, that is literally a front three. Um, And then the Greenwood situation happened. Cavani left. Ronaldo wanted to leave. And suddenly we had, like, no attackers. And we let, obviously, James go at the same point. That was basically what happened. I would just love to have seen... Um, I I would love to have seen what Tenard could have done with him, and he's been a bit I think like up and down at Leeds. I don't really I don't really know what's happened with him at Leeds or whatever. And obviously he's been loaned out to Fulham. Um, I think he played really well when he came on. Um, but I just yeah, it's it, it's just a shame. It's just, I I don't know why we sold him. And people talk about all the times like oh we did really good business. We got forty million. Where do you think that forty million pounds went? probably went in the Glazers back pocket I don't think we spent on a player um I I think that money went in the back pocket because we paid 15 for him and we got 40 yes it's good business it's good profit but we essentially sold at the time a what 23 24 year old player and brought in a 37 year old 36 year old striker doesn't exactly make sense does it so Anyway, just wanted to mention that. Now, now that we come across a game where not only he played, but he also scored. Uh, he scored a goal. There are two... There's more than two players that contribute as to why this goal happened. But there are two main players. Lindelof and Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes loses the ball in a stupid way. Completely miscontrols the ball. I, I, I don't understand why. I don't understand how he can't control that ball. He had the space. He had the time. He could have passed it. There's so many other things that Bruno could have done, but he loses the ball. Fulham, how they were playing, they capitalised on that. Strung a couple of passes together and got their goal. 
Now, when the goal initially went in, there was something that I didn't notice. Then they showed it at a different angle. I don't know if some of you noticed this. So why am I pointing out Lindelof? Because you had Martinez and you had Shaw over on Dan James's side. And Malasia, I don't know where he was. So sure, they could have, you know, Shaw, Martinez and Malasia could have done better. Not only was the ball very, very close to Lindelof. So when that ball goes across the face of goal, he's the first one there. Not only does he fail to block this, this cross, the ball goes through his legs. Now, if that's not a blatant mistake, I don't know what is. Because there's, there's a there's like sometimes when the ball goes across like this, you think, okay, you have your back four. Who's closest to it? Because if there's a player who's nowhere near the ball, obviously they can't do anything about it. So not only does the ball go past him, it quite literally goes through him, not through his actual body, obviously. Because I showed the because I didn't see it at first. I thought, oh, the ball's gone past him, and James like got the the, the goal on, on on the other side. No, the ball goes through his legs. Goes through his legs. What sort of defending is that? What sort of defending is that? That takes me back to those goals where it would be Maguire and Lindelof week in, week out, and they'd be making countless mistakes, and Oli would play them no matter what. This brings me back to that point. So, sure, Malasia could have done better. Shaw could have done better. Martinez could have done better. But, if Bruno doesn't lose the ball, we then keep the ball and possibly don't concede the goal. But if Lindelof also stops the ball from going through his legs, then the ball hits him and they also don't score. So, you know, that's great, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, apparently Ronaldo's made some some statements. I'll read that out at the end. I've just seen a tweet pop up about something to do with Ronaldo. Anyway, I'll read that out in a minute. So yeah, great job Bruno and Lindelof. And okay, you weren't the only players there. There are other players, but those are the, the, the sometimes there's things about goals that you can see that stick out. Losing the ball in a terrible way and le- letting letting uh, as a centre back letting the ball go through your legs is criminal. This is terrible. Like what are you? What are you doing? You know why are you letting the ball go through your legs as a centre back? That's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Anyway. That was their goal. Then we made a substitution, a game, a literal game changing, game changing substitution. Ganacho on for Martial. I agree with that. Um, I think bringing on Ganacho, obviously, it worked out clearly in the end. Martial was starting to drift away from this game a little bit. I also feel like Rashford was as well, and Bruno was, and McTominay wasn't playing well. This is where the second half started to really things started to really fall apart. McTominay wasn't doing great. Rashford wasn't doing great, neither was Martial, Bruno was losing the ball for a goal, midfield was still about holding it together, because um, Eriksen and Casemiro are still having a good game, but the, the, all, the, all the other players around them were just really starting to fall apart, so I agreed with that substitution. Um, then we get the goal itself, because they, they made a substitution, but whatever. Then we get the goal itself. Eriksen, 1-2 with Garnacho. Um, he, he uh, play, plays it backwards to Eriksen. He plays a lovely, lovely through ball, and Ganacho with all the might, all the, the 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 most determination and might you've ever seen from a footballer. The sprinting on this guy, and running through, just gets a little, a little, uh, what, what do you call it, p roller, p roller sort of shot on the ball, and it just runs past the goal. 
If he doesn't make it to that ball, he doesn't score. Massive contrib- 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 contribution here from Ericsson. I can't speak anymore. Um, obviously, if he doesn't make the pass, or if he doesn't pass the ball the same way, or if he gets tackled or whatever, or if he lets the ball run through his legs, um, then the goal doesn't happen. He spots the run of Gonacho. Um he hasn't quite made the full run at that point, but he passes the ball back through to him because he can, he can see it's a it's another pass and move thing. And he literally runs because the ball's going on. I think the right side of the defender. Gennaro literally runs around the left side of him and just gets a little touch on it just to take it past the goalkeeper. I think that the goalkeeper didn't anticipate him getting to that ball. Neither did the defender. Neither did really anybody. I think because you looked at that and you thought, ah, oh, the pass is a bit too far bit too far ahead and then you just see him just emerge <laughs> it, it was brilliant because I was watching that and I was like oh the pass is a bit too long we're gonna draw this game and then he just suddenly appears out of nowhere he just suddenly just just, just puts on that extra little bit of pace but even though he's got onto the ball he's still got to you know get the shot on target or he's got a decision to make because I think it was a player to his right he can uh, shoot cross pass take control of the ball but he takes that initiative for himself and he gets the ball over the line. Um, this 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 kid's amazing, isn't he? He he's just amazing. Um, wow, I was like, that's. I think I think everybody watching that thought, ah, oh, the pass has gone got gone too far, and Ganacho thought, no, I'm getting this ball. I'm getting this ball, and I, I'm. Do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm not only gonna run for my life and get this ball. I'm not only gonna get to the ball in time. But I'm not only going to score. I'm going to win this game for for, for my team. Because I'm going to score this goal. Because there's 20 seconds left or something. And I'm going to score this goal. And it's going to be brilliant. And it was. So good good stuff from Gonacho. He, re- he really, really is showing a lot of promise. I want to make a little comparison. This type of talk was happening when Dan James first got here. The thing that is more in Garnacho's and you can say you know he's better or worse than James or whatever I, I think they're a little bit different in terms of the, the types of player but they are the the, the 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 new young upcoming star right the, the one who's got lots of pace and who's got lots of promise it, it's that same sort of wheelhouse of player we, we were speaking about Alanga the first that, that, that way when he first got here as well um, and same for Rashford when he first got into the team you know it's that young upcoming that young upcoming forward that you talk about somebody that's just broken into the team or somebody that's just signed for the team the difference between that and this is Ten Hag's a much better manager and coach than what Solskjaer was and we've 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 got better resources behind Gonacho than what James had um so I think he will benefit better from that um we've just got a we've got a line to avoid crossing which is don't put too much pressure on him because I don't actually know how old he is. He's 18 years old. Born in 2004. Um, he's 18 years old. Don't put too much pressure on him. Don't burn him out because that's what we did with James when he first got here. We but we burned him out. Don't burn him out. Don't put too much pressure on him. But he's kept kept coming through. Um, and I think a very smart decision Ten Hag made this game was, okay, you've done really well lately. I'm not dropping you. I don't, I don't know what he would have said to him, but I'm just hypothetically making it up, I suppose. I'm not going to drop him. I'm just going to put you on the bench. I'm going to put you on the bench. And then he looked and he thought, 
Okay, Martial, you're slipping away from this game a bit. Ganacho, you've done really well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on. I'm going to put you on the pitch. So I'm not going to completely drop you from this team. But a little bit of rotation. He's done really, really well. Don't burn him out. A little bit of rotation. But he puts him on at the end. What was it? Um, 72nd minute. Give him 20 minutes. Just just to get the game's falling away from us a little bit. Who can I bring on? Ganacho's the man. Um, and he brings him on and it works out. It might not have, but it worked out and that's great. So if we can just use him the right amount, not burn him out, don't overhype him too much. Get excited. He's a very exciting young player uh, in this team. But just, just don't do too much with him, you know? Just be careful. Um, but still get excited. He's, he's a fantastic player. Um, sure, he's losing the ball a couple of times, making a couple of incorrect decisions. But he's looking like he's really getting, you know, get getting some good stuff going. So, uh, good job, Garnacho. Um, you, should, you should feel very proud of yourself tonight. You've won the game for Manchester United with that just just that, that little bit of extra determination just to get you past that defender to score a goal. Um, let's see how it gets on. But we won't know now till the 27th of December because of this stupid World Cup. So, cool. Anyway, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll do player ratings. I have to see, figure out who my man of the match is. Actually, I know who my man of the match is. Yeah, uh, be back for that in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk etalkuk you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves, even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very, very first class, very professional, so no questions about Manscaped's quality. Thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast, and thank you very much for listening. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcast that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review 
of your choice. So if you, if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, back with the player ratings. My man of the match today, with a 10, is Christian Eriksen. Fantastic assist for Ganacho for his goal. Really great bit of pass and move for his goal, his debut goal. Not, not not debut goal, sorry. His first goal for Manchester United. And really, really good assist. I also thought his performance was really good. He was, I don't quite know how, but he was able to get forward a bit more in this game, which really helped him out as well. Um, I thought this was possibly Eriksen's best game. For Man United, and he got his first goal, almost scored two, but got a very, very good assist for his goal, and contributed towards the team in a way that needs to not just from him, but needs to happen more. The two goals literally happened because of pass and move, one from Eriksson and one from Gonacho. We need to start doing it more. That's literally the reason that the two goals happen is because Gonacho passes it and moves, and because for Eriksson's goal. He passed it and he moved. We have to do it more. Um, but we'll see how that goes. But yeah, good to give Ericsson 10. I thought he was absolutely fantastic today. Um, De Gea. Um, not going to really blame him for the goal per se. Possibly could have done a bit better. Uh, made a couple of really, really good saves. Uh, distribution was pretty good from what I remember. I think I'll give him a 9. Um, Malasia did struggle a little bit. Um, Tenag obviously went with his... Um, experiment which was to play him as a right back he really doesn't like Wambasaka, does he Wambasaka is not on the injury list I have in front of me no he's not on it um and he is the backup right back because you've got Malasia and Shaw and you're supposed to have Delow and Wambasaka. Delow's out because I think there's too many yellow cards he's got let me just check yeah too many yellow cards Delow's got he really doesn't favor Wambasaka. he really really doesn't um, so he literally said, okay, sure, you're going to play again. Um, Malasia, you're going to play as like a makeshift right back. Um, I'm glad he didn't go with the other option, which was Maguire, Martinez, and Lind- Lindelof as a right back. I'm glad he didn't do that. I thought Malasia struggled, but I think he did okay in this game. I'm going to give him a five, I think, just below average performance, but I thought he handled himself pretty well. Lindelof, a major, major, major mistake for the goal. Um, I can't believe that as a centre-back you'd let the ball go through your legs. Um, It's probably happened before, but obviously we're talking about today's game. Did clear the ball quite a few times from crosses. So I'm going to give him a 4, which feels actually quite high, but he did clear a lot of crosses from from headers, uh, which he wasn't being challenged for, but still, he still did do that. But absolutely criminal to let the ball go through your legs as a centre-back. Especially if it leads to a goal, which it did. Uh, so I'm going to give him a four. Martinez, I thought, was really, really outstanding again. Um, defensively, obviously, he's got Lindelof next to him. So not the easiest thing. Um, strength, held his own. Really good on the ball. Um, I'm going to give him a nine. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Luke Shaw. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll give him a nine and not a ten. Uh, with with Martinez and Shaw, I'll give them both 9s and not 10s because they could have done better for the goal, but they didn't. Uh, so that's why I'll knock off a bit more of their score. 
But Luke Shaw I thought was good, whipping in some crosses, good play down the left-hand side with Rashford again. Uh, again, that overlapping relationship is so, so important. So I'm going to give him a 9. Casemiro I'm going to give a 9 to as well. Uh, did give the ball away a couple of times, but really, really good apart from that in the midfield. And also, part I forgot to mention about the goal... Uh, Casemiro did win the ball back, didn't he? he? He won the ball back, passed it. It was a long, it was a long string of events, wasn't it? Casemiro won the ball back, passed it to Eriksen, who passed it to Martial. Eriksen then moved forward. He passed it. I swear he passed it to Rashford, who then passed it to Bruno, who then passed it across to uh, Eriksen. So a lot of stuff going on there. A lot of stuff going on there. But yeah, I, I only just remembered that for some reason. But I'm going to give him a nine as well. Eriksen, I've already talked about. Alanga, I'll probably give him the same as Malasia. I thought Alanga was decent on the ball. Just that decision-making really let him down. Give him a five. Uh, Bruno, um, good assist for the goal. Um, I don't know what he was doing in the second half. And was one of the contributors towards their goal. So, um, I'm going to give him a 5 as well. I think that's being generous, actually, as well. Because although the assist was good for the goal, that, to, to, just lo losing the ball that way is really bad. And then, I just I just don't know what the guy was doing in the second half. I just don't... The, the, the hero ball's got to stop. Just just stop doing it. It works every sort of, like, 1 in 5 times. Um, it's just so annoying... Um, and when, when when he does the hit, you know the hero ball that he does that goes over everybody and goes out of play. You have to stop doing that. You have to. Um, I thought, uh, yeah, but but below average performance from Bruno today. I thought um, Rashford. I'm gonna give him and Martial sixes. I think that's a pretty good, accurate thing. Um, again, I thought their build-up play was really good. Their overlapping play. They probably could have got a goal between... At least one goal, I think, between them. Whether it was Martial or Rashford scoring it. I thought one of them could have at least got a goal in this game. Um, but just just didn't... Just weren't quite fully there today. So that's my ratings for them. Um, let's move on to the substitutions. Why am I looking at the injury list? I've scrolled too far. Uh, just let you know who was on the bench... Bishop, who's a goalkeeper. Is he our young goalkeeper? No, he's 33. Oh, no, that's Dubravka. I clicked on the wrong person. Let me go back. Bishop, he's 23, so he is the young, upcoming kind of goalkeeper. Then you've got Dubravka, Fred, Garnacho, of course, fantastic performance. Um, Iqbal, Maguire, McTominay, and Donny van der Beek, who was not used. Um, Garnacho... Um, you'd probably have to give him a 10 as well. He didn't do anything wrong, did he? And really, really good initiative for the goal. So, fantastic performance. McTominay, I'd probably give him like a 4 or a 5. I'll probably go with a 4. Um, wasted a couple of... There was a chance he had like right in front of the goal that he missed. And, uh, wasn't a great performance from McTominay either. Anyway, um, and just to go over the injury list, we've got, um... Uh, Anthony, it says injury, the low yellow cards, Ronaldo illness, Sancho illness, Twanzebi still apparently lacking match fitness, Varane with a muscle injury, and Brandon Williams with an injury as well. Hopefully they will all be available um, when we get back from the World Cup. So that's going to be December 27th is the next game. I will not be covering that game because I'll be on a Christmas break. When we get into the first couple of weeks into January, that's when I will return. 
that's it for the year. Not it for the season. Um, that's it for the year, though. Uh, thank you very much for listening to these episodes over the course of the, the year. It's been really great with Tenog. There's been some things that have gone wrong. But I definitely think it's been an improvement so far. Um, I mean, sure, there's been things I've disagreed that he's done. Uh, I think he could have made different choices at different points. But the signings that he's done have worked out very, very well. You know, Martinez has been so important, so fantastic to this team. Um, Ericsson's been amazing. I think Malassi has been a really good addition. Obviously, pull, pushing... Uh, Garnacho into this team a bit more has been really, really good. Anthony's not made as many appearances as what I thought, but he's been really, really good as well. Um, I think all the signings have worked out really great. Obviously, Casemiro is very, very important to our team. Um, the one that stands out to me, I think, is Martinez, though. I think he's been genuinely very important to our team. Um, the, the difference that he's made in defence, I think, has been absolutely amazing. I, I, th- I think he's not only been amazing, but very, very genuinely important to our team. And the way that we play. So uh, it's been really, really great with Tenarg. I'm looking forward to when football comes back. Um, I'll obviously be able to do other stuff in the meantime. Probably do some other film reviews and video game reviews and whatever. Uh, we'll just keep doing our normal stuff. We're going to be wrapping up with Walking Dead in a couple of weeks. Uh, gaming talk still going to be continuing. Black Panther I'm going to get to next weekend. Still playing God of War. Um, and a whole bunch of other podcasts as well. So keep your eyes out for all of that. Yep. Um, that's it for the year. I'll see you all in 2023 for whenever we return. Um, no podcast for the World Cup unless England somehow win the World Cup, which I don't see happening, but I suppose it could. It could happen. Um, but other than the final, because you naturally, I guess, watch a cup final, I'm not going to be watching any World Cup games because I think this World Cup is a disgrace. I've already talked about it. It's really plummeted my interest in the World Cup. Also, the way that England are playing, the fact that Southgate's still the manager, has also completely deteriorated my interest. Um, Some of his selections for the World Cup, like Calvin Phillips has played, I think, like two minutes of football this season. He's been picked. Maguire got dropped because he's bad. He's been picked. Ivan Tony keeps scoring goals, not getting picked. Um, So I've I've got, unless England somehow managed to win the World Cup, which I doubt it, um, I've got no interest in like anything. The the only thing I hope that happens is because obviously we've got players that are going out for the World Cup, is that none of them come back injured. Um, Varane luckily obviously isn't being selected. I don't think he's being selected. He can take some time out and just you know recover and do what he needs to do. Um, Sancho didn't get selected. Hopefully his illness clears up. He can come back. I just hope that our players come back in a good condition, because. Like, if they go off the World Cup and you get, like, Martinez injured or something, it's going to be really disappointing. So, um, yeah, I think this World Cup's a disgrace. I think it's stupid. I have no interest in it at all. Uh, I'm not going to watch any games apart from the final because, again, it's a World Cup final. How could I miss that? But um, we'll see. Anyway, in terms of May United, I'll be back in the new year for whatever game that's going to be. Um, I'll probably let you all know some way, shape, or form when that happens. Uh, but thanks for us. Uh, thanks for supporting the United cast this year. It's been uh, since since Tenag's come in. Obviously, it's been a lot, lot better. Um, so that's been that's been great. Um, but anyway, thanks very much for listening. If you'd like to write in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever, uh, Matthew at Entertainment Talk Twitter E Talk UK contact page information in your show notes, email box on the website version of the episode, and a clickable email name in your show notes as well. 
Uh, in the meantime, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk uh, for TV, games, films, and main eye podcast. Take a look out for everything that we're doing at the moment. Um, so that's all that. If you want to support us in other ways, of course, you can tell other people about what we're doing and where they can find it. Either by telling them or using social media. Um, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for the every podcast review options. Have a look out for that as well if you'd like to. TV and film news. Uh, David's still running that over there. Geek Town Radio Tuesdays. Geektown.co.uk for TV, film news, uh, renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates. Twitch. Uh, Bex is over there streaming pretty regularly. Chat, retro, and game streams. Trista, B-Y-T-E-S over on Twitch. And, of course, other platforms as well. Me, Twitch, eTalkUK. I'll try and stream... Um, sorry, me, Twitch, eTalkUK. I'll try and stream the rest of those... Uh, FIFA career mode games between now and the end of the year when that happens uh, it won't take very long for me to do I just need to go and do that as well um, but YouTube Entertainment Talk plays as well I'm going to do some bits of streaming over there but just follow us on Twitch and subscribe to us on YouTube so Twitch, eTalk UK, YouTube, Entertainment Talk plays um, if you want to find all of that video content will end up over on YouTube anyway, Entertainment Talk plays so streams, archives of stuff like that Game clips, all that sort of thing. YouTube entertainment talk plays for all that. Thanks for listening, and uh, I'll see you for the next podcast or in the new year or whenever. Uh, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.